You're listening to another great show from the Nod Network. Find more great content at nerdod.com. Hello and welcome to SideQuest Activated with your host Dave. And me, Red. Oh, terrifying, spooky, very specific as well. Mm. So I'm thinking, why don't we just talk about specifically spooky moments in games? Well, it is Halloween, Dave. It would be rude not to. And with it being a Halloween special, yeah. happy birthday to, to you. Well, happy yeah, but... birthday. Right, I have to do it yeah, because you it, always complain that your birthday me. gets outshadowed or yeah, overshadowed, overshadowed even. by fucking by Halloween. Halloween. And you've already started, you fucker. So I, I had to do it. <laughs> Thanks, so pal. This pod is, is going in place of... Um, my character list part two for now. Yeah. We've decided we're just going to do a Halloween special, mainly so I can say happy birthday to Dave on a pod. Yeah. Um, so when this goes up, his birthday's on the Sunday. So for all you lovely listeners that are, that are paying attention, hopefully, and still with us, um, jump on our Facebook page and our Twitter page and just c- c- wish Dave a happy birthday, congratulating yeah. him on surviving another year where he hasn't <laughs> slaughtered many a children <laughs> through, um, through celebrating Halloween instead of his birthday. Yay. Thanks, everyone. So, sorry, <laughs> yeah. you, you may now carry on <laughs> with that, what you want yeah. to do. So, yeah, we're, we're going to talk about, like, specifically, like, you know, like memorable moments in our, like, survival horrors, like, in, and whatnot, um, rather than talking specifically about the game itself. We probably will obviously go off topic and, and mention bits and pieces about the game, but it's just, like, memorable moments, parts that have always, like, stood out for us that even like after all these years, like it, the first thing that pops into our head will be like one point from this game. So I'm mm. just going to start off like a, a little fond memory from playing Project Zero. There's not a fond memory ever. No, of playing for, Project yeah, Zero. Fond memory is probably a terrible description for it. <laughs> it's just like the most memory. harrowing moment <laughs> of Project Zero sounds more accurate well, it's, than <laughs> for me. It's it's got like this 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 fond memory for it is not because of how scary the game was. I mean, cause obviously it's, it's absolutely terrifying. Mm. Um, but it was the events that led up to this really silly part that just freaked us out. And we were like, Nope. And just turned it off. And it was literally playing through the games. And for people who don't know what, uh, project zero is shame. Yeah. Shame on you. Uh, it's also called fatal frame, uh, over in Japan. Um, Basically, it's you are essentially just like a, a, an average person, aren't you? Like in the first one, you go a uh, it's a young girl and she, uh, she's trying to find a brother. All you have to defend yourself is a camera. Um, all these like spirits are in this big mansion, and it's you trying to survive. Simply, mm-hmm. um, the camera itself though is only powerful when the ghosts get close. So you've got to kind of like weigh up the. The options of do I keep snapping and using all the film and just do tiny bits of damage to the enemy or do I let it get really close, scare the shit out of you, risk taking a load of damage for that critical hit and do massive damage there and then. So you really got to weigh up your options and it goes down to your health, like how many ghosts are in the room, how much of a coward you are. If they they tried to to redo this now, it would be a really useless game because kids now will literally just be trying to like turn the camera around to take selfies yeah instead of actually wanting to, to and you know what destroy the ghost. i'd be quite happy with that because then the ghost would kill them 
Mm. Yeah. It'd be like, well, your stupidity has been rewarded with a brutal death. And it'll be called a ghosty. Ha. <laughs> 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 I bet you've got that wrote down. You've been preparing for I this, haven't, haven't you? But, you've been but, pre- now, you've this, but now you've that's the title. <laughs> that's a description. Taking that a ghosty. Everything. <laughs> ghosty. <laughs> but, yeah, so basically that's that's the, the simple concept of the game. Obviously, the story and everything and the journals and whatnot you pick up are all very like in-depth and properly build up on the story, mm. the lore of the mansion and whatnot. But it's none of that that was actually the scary part for us. It was us going around the shop. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I And it was just a silly little uh, feature for the actual game, but not going around the shop. Um, we went around <laughs> the shop. I can't remember what it was for. I think it was like to pick up some ciggies for me mad or something. And uh, yeah, I was going to say Taz bars, but... Could have been Taz bars. Who knows? Straight out for the nicotine. Yeah. <laughs> so we walk around, <laughs> it's like pitch black outside, and, and me and Reg used to have this thing where we'd like sit off and it'd be like the room would be in pitch black we'd like probably get absorbed into mm-hmm. the spiral well, horrors you can't play them in the daytime no if there's any light it doesn't work the only light you want is from the telly mm-hmm. so we literally went around the shop and it was pitch black outside and we're walking back and this little dog starts yapping in a garden me and you obviously shit our pants straight away because it was that still like did. going on about the game and constantly talking about it pretty much ran all the way home got back in and like a heart to race and it was like very like you know Oh, I can't wait to get stuck back into it now. And we walked into the room, and because the game had been on pause for so long, on the screen was just like a load of bloody handprints were being pushed onto yeah. the screen, and then you just get like a flicker of the um the the spirit's face. Yeah, like the shrine maiden's face, yeah. wasn't it? And it was just like appearing, like or you'd see, like you know, basically like move over onto the screen, so you just see like her eye and things. And oh I just remember God, me and horrendous. you straight away looking at that and just being like, no, <laughs> no, yeah. just, no, not yet. Get off. Oh, <laughs> just God, that, no. That one moment just really stuck out for me. And it was it was horrible because, like, to get that, you had to leave it on, like, pause for, for a period of time. It wasn't like you just pause it and it appears. It was just you had to leave it for a while. So it's like almost like an Easter egg of sorts. Mm. But it's as creepy as anything. It's done so well. And not everybody knows about it obviously for an obscure game as well um it was just like a nice little touch for the game and also like blended in perfectly with the atmosphere and the feeling for the game as well and just the fact that that one part made us just stop and turn it off we didn't want to play it for like you know what we had to have a break for it then it was just too much it was so creepy but then even from that like when the second one we were playing that we're like I wonder if it does it on that one. Yeah, why did we want to see more? So, yeah, turns out it does. <laughs> Just as fucking creepy yeah, and horrible they, they, as well. They got worse and worse and worse yeah. as they got on. I think number three with the uh, the, the tattooed maiden. Um, oh, yeah. So the the tattooed maiden, basically, in, in that one, is the, the main villain. She's essentially like an immortal character w- within it. Um, a spirit, like, roams the house and invades your dreams and memories and mm. also invades the house within the game as well it's a very complex story but put together really well but this uh tattooed maiden she has her body tattooed like literally from head to toe and all the tattoos represent like a person's sins or something so they if they've done bad in their life this woman gets tattooed and takes the pain for their sin and it's like a, almost like a forgiveness 
But the tattooed maiden ends up with that many tattoos. She also ends up with her eyes tattooed as well. So when you get the image mm. after a while on the pause menu of her, you just see like this like close up of a bloodshot eye with tattoos all over it. And just me and you, the first time we saw it, shit ourselves. Yeah, it's not a nice image to have blasted on the screen as well. That's just, I mean that that game has got so yeah. many moments, and like we've we've talked previously on like the first ever podcast thing that we used to do. Yeah, um, about like the broken net girl, and we talked on this part about yeah. broken net girl and that sort of stuff. So we yeah. won't go into that. But one of the moments again, Project Zero Three was when you're in your own home, yeah. it's quite heavily influenced by like the ring and the grudge for yeah. this one. You can easily tell with some of the moments that like, you go up in the loft and the fucking thing yeah. that tries to chase you. Just well, this is it. Like, the, cause shit out the, the game itself is like kind of split between two worlds almost, isn't mm. it? I should probably have explained that as well. It's um, basically your home. People are going missing things like that. And you can't understand that when certain people fall asleep, they complain about nightmares until eventually they end up in a deep sleep that they can't wake from. Mm. And eventually all the characters that you control are suffering with the same symptoms and it's you trying to escape these nightmares essentially. But then it becomes very difficult to split which is the dream and which is reality. Yeah, it starts because bleeding into one, doesn't it? the two worlds start eventually, yeah, as you say, bleeding into one. So, like, you can be walking through the house and you'll walk past the mirror and you'll hear, like, it, 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 like a screeching noise and you see, like, a, a ghost in the mirror. But because you've walked past the room so many times, you don't expect it. No. And then you God, walk no. past and you just see like this uh, silhouette in the mirror and it cuts down to the corridor. Then you're like, oh, fuck, what was that? Go back into the bathroom. And then you see this like image trying to force its way out of the mirror. And you can hear like it, it's screeching. It feels like oh, the, the actual the mirror is, is about to snap or something. And it's, it's little touches like that. And then the ghost disappears. Yeah. And it's just silence then. And it's... A, a lot of the times with the, with the, especially the Project Zeros, it's that silence. That's the thing that, that gets me. It's a horrible noise. And then, the one that, that freaks me out, well, there's two things that freak me out the most in Project Zero 3, hmm. is in your room. So when you go, you yeah. in order to go to, to the actual proper game, you go to bed and you sleep, and that's how you get yeah. to your levels. You, you can yeah, also listen in to like, the radio stones yeah. that you get, or the little crystal and stuff. Yeah. Like, the background noises in them, like the people talking, is horrendous. Mm. But the two things that always freak me out is once we walked into the room and there was a little kid hid under the desk, yeah. and we didn't clock it. In the Well, this is it. In the room, um, the, you've got your desk and the chair is pushed under and we walked into the room well you controlling at the time I, I remember clear as anything and we walked into the room and the chair is pulled out you know like, oh that looks a bit different yeah and you walk forward just as you pulled the camera up to look around the desk because we hadn't really done it you see someone sat under the desk we're like oh fuck what's that yeah. and then like an idiot obviously it's like go closer see if it's someone we can talk to ghost comes sprinting out directly towards you oh, it goes right Fucking it goes hell. right through you and just yeah. disappears me and you scream oh my god not, the pad flew at yeah. least a good like five <laughs> ten meters well this is it. Like, I'm, I'm not ashamed to admit how many times i've squealed at these games because they are absolutely terrifying it's japanese horror done to perfection yes it 100%. really is i mean uh, 
number two um, in the Project Zero series is, is deemed as like one of the best in the series as well. Mm. All of them equally are brilliant and, and do show improvement through all of them. But that, that part under the desk, yes, was one of them. And I know the part you're going to say next. Is it the bed? Yeah. Yeah. Go on. Yeah. <laughs> no. That was oh, another one where we were just like, no, God. turned it off. We saved it, turned it off. I remember it as clear as anything. So go on. Yeah. So there's the bit on the bed um, when, like I said, you, you sit on the bed and you can listen into the radio um, that you collect these crystals, like these little gems, and that gives you like backstories to certain characters that you'll find out that's going on around the place. Um, and literally, you just sit. The, the animation is just you sitting on the bed. Yeah. You're just sitting on the bed and you're just head down, focusing, listening. But because, as we just said before, you can hear so many of like weird conversations or yeah. chanting going it's on ba- in the back. Basically, the, the radio is like you pick up crystals throughout your dream world, um, so to speak, and you bring them back. And I think the equivalent of like soul stones. Yes. So like the, That's exactly the, what yeah, they're called. <laughs> the, 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 it's the spirits of the people who have vanished in these dreams mm. and it's their recordings, their memories, and they are talking away in some form are, it's a bit staticky and things like that, but you can hear what they're saying clearly. Other times as the game progresses though, and you pick up the different stones, you'll hear conversations that the people are having, but in the background, you can hear like, I wouldn't say the main ghost of the, the mm. area. Cause like there's certain parts where you go in and you're hearing like a tale of some woman, and then it progresses and gets worse and worse until eventually you meet her in her spirit form. Mm. But it's it's those and you can hear them like talking or laughing or like growling or like, you know, cursing and things like that in the background. And it's almost inaudible, but you can hear it yeah. whilst these people are talking. So you know they're being stalked, but they don't know they're no. being stalked. And that really plays into it. It's really, it's tense. Mm. But whilst you're listening to that... <laughs> yeah, so what happened was there was one specific thing and we played it and as the guy's talking, he's saying like, I've been summoned here and I don't know why, I feel like I've been here before. And he's talking, and as he's talking, you can just hear something faintly in the background. So, I mean, Dave, bear in mind this playing on the old like CRT TV, like yeah. TV, massive box TV, yeah. so we're like, what's that? So we're getting like a little bit closer to like the speaker bits on the side to be yeah. like... You can hear something, and as we're looking at the screen, but really close to the screen, this two pair of hat, this pair of hands, just comes from under the bed and just grabs your feet. It doesn't do anything, but it no, just it just grabs, grabs up, feet. and then they fade. Fosh, Jesus mate. being so close to the telly, really yeah. shitty. It was it horrendous. was fucking horrible. But there's <laughs> there's that part, and then there's the other part. Of, see, because like a big part is uh, of the game is exploring the dream world and the house yeah. so obviously when the two things start to to bleed into one so when we go back to the house we're like well we know shit's going down in here but let's go and find out like what's going on let's go and explore the house let's let's check out all these different parts so we go upstairs eventually to the bedroom and we go into the room again and under the bed we see oh god yeah there's an arm it looks like someone's lying under the bed and you just see an arm resting on the floor and it's a bit gray a bit faded so we're like right fuck that's a ghost so we take a photo of it doesn't destroy it and we're like right 
So is that a friendly ghost, like like fucking Casper or some shit? And uh, only Casper. Was yeah, in I'd it. still fucking kill that little shit. I'd, I would not care. It, he'd he'd be gone in that game. I wouldn't give him the chance. But you go close to the bed, and we're like, right, what is it? So we can't interact with it or anything. But we need to go to the bed to sleep. So maybe it's just got to stay there. So then we've got to sleep knowing that that's under the bed. Yeah. And obviously, like you know, it, it draws back then to that like childhood safety kind of mechanic in it is like you need to hide what you do you hide under your quilt you need to hide under the bed it's like but our bed is the safe part and we can't go to the bed because there's something underneath it so eventually we pluck up the courage and walk towards the bed and then this hand moves and just rubs over the top of your foot yeah and then just goes back under the bed oh my god Then, then you can get back into the bed and i remember me and you just being like Oh fuck no! Yeah. So <laughs> like, we so we didn't. We literally walked yeah, around the house like, again. No, to be like, right, there's got to be something we else go. we can do. <laughs> do one. But no, we had to go in, yeah. and that was terrifying. But, but that's that's just... the moment, like when you wake up mm. in the thing, and she's just watching you over yeah. you when you're sleeping. There's loads like that. Oh, oh my god. god, it's just not not good. But then even like silly little touches where like stuff isn't happening. Where again, walking around and you go to the bathroom. And we've been going in and out of the bathroom because, like, we, we explore all parts of the house from, like, the bedrooms, the shrine of your your dead brother and things like that. And walking around. And we go into the bathroom and the shower curtain's drawn. Yeah. And you can hear water running and you just see this pair of feet stood there. Mm. And you can't do anything. You can't, like, get rid of it. It's just there. But there's only you in the house at that point. Other people haven't come into the house and that's like one of the earlier parts and it's like so so what's there and eventually you leave the bathroom you go back the shower curtains open there's no one there it's just it's little chilling. touches like that that really, really just 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 make the game as as beautiful and, and and brilliant as it is but then going away from project zero three to to back to number two there's even little parts in that, like where they, they build up the story of the characters. And I think I've mentioned it before in like uh, on, on the Nerd OD podcast and like, you know, bits and pieces like that. It's the first proper ghost story. So obviously in Project Zero Two, you, you're the two sisters, aren't you? Mm-hmm. You're one sister. The other one walks with a limp from an accident she had when she was younger. So you're essentially like, it's almost like an escort thing, isn't it? You're guiding her oh, right. around the house. Okay. That kind She's of not an escort, like an escort quest. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Keep it clean. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yes, yeah, so you're guiding her around the house and you don't have to like protect her per se, but obviously you've got to keep both of you alive. And all the way through, you find these red notebooks and it starts off with woman goes into the house with her like journalistic knowledge and she's with some author and it builds up the story of like you know how they start off they're investigating this house for another story he's writing Mm. and she's in awe of him and then weird things start happening and then they find out that they can't leave the house and that they're not sleeping they're not eating they can't sleep they're constantly like on edge people start going missing people start dying she starts hallucinating she thinks and seeing things and as it's going through, the story gets creepier and creepier till it ends up where she's just sat on the floor in the room where you found the last journal in the middle of the room. Yeah. And she just has like a meltdown on the last pages saying like, you know, it's coming for me. It's coming for me. She's here. 
I know she's here. I'm not going to make it. This is it. I'm done. And then it's like a load of like just scribble on the last couple of pages. It goes into a cut scene then, and a hand rests on your shoulder. Oh, God, and, yeah. and basically, you put your hand on that hand thinking it's your sister, and then your sister walks past in the background. Yeah. When you turn, it's the spirit of the woman who's been re- uh, writing all these journals. And the way it builds up and just the, how simplistic it starts off to your mind instantly thinks it's your sister. Yeah. And you've pretty much unraveled it all yourself until your sister walks past and then you're like, what? And you can't work out straight away. Like, you know, hang on, what? What's this? And then you turn and it's just this face right like in the center uh-huh. of the screen it's massive and she's just staring like wide-eyed with her head on and like on a tilted angle i just remember straight away like me and you were like no ah ah screaming away like pick up the pipe <laughs> like, get it get it <laughs> it's like get it with Kyle. just completely cowardly but it was just so shocking and the build-up to the story is like just a nice little touch but just another brilliant memory for a, a game that's just got loads of, of moments like that like yeah. proper chilling moments where you you fully get invested in the characters and the story and any little event all the cut scenes and things aren't just boring just like you know pointless dialogue between characters and then mm. off you go again there's always something happening yeah and it's it's just little touches like that that really make the game incredible and really just stand out it just goes through, there's not ever a safe moment in it, really, because nah. even when there's no bad guys, per se, yeah. so to speak, you never you never feel safe and you never feel no. comfortable. You're always on your edge. And that's what I love about that game. So it's not just the fact that you've got to go out and kill all the spooky ghosts. Yeah. It's the surroundings, the environment, like everything yeah. around it is just so well made. It's well, even brilliant. walking down corridors and things, is the, one of the first corridors you, you go through, there's ropes hanging from the ceiling and oh, they just like God, dangle yeah, down. And when you walk through your character, like, you know, they, they kind of brush off your character and that's about it. As the game progresses, though, we're pretty much on the edge of our seat mm. and like, like, oh my God, what's happening? What's happening? Story's unraveling everything as it's going along. We come down that corridor later and you're walking down because it's a bit darker. The rope bumps into your character. The character actually jumped back, startled, didn't she? So she yeah. goes, ah! like that of course when she done that me and you went ah! <laughs> what is it camera straight up and we're looking around like straight into like a defensive mode it's like right whatever's here we're gonna fucking murder we're gonna murder a rope at this point yeah it had it coming it <laughs> yeah. had it coming i was just like right okay oh there's nothing here and it's like well is there anything here and then we're like just casually like slowly walking up the corridor and we're like oh, i just don't know what's going on and it's little things like that that like made the game as as good as it was and to one extent i'm really happy it didn't have like the the mainstream side Mm. to it because it could have got stupid yeah but on the other hand i'm gutted that a lot of people haven't been able to play it yeah and it's quite sad on that but if anybody ever gets a chance to to pick them up and play them do so Mm. i mean the controls for the first one aren't great because no. they're, they're reversed aren't they it's like mm-hmm. um, when you bring your camera up to move it's the right thumbstick to look around it's a left thumbstick I remember going back to it's it and so you're just having a complete mare with it Yeah, but it's still loads of fun you can still is. play I mean fun to an extent obviously mm. but 
yeah, it's just oh, it's just so good. This is this is the issue that we've we've got now. Yeah. Which most people don't seem that bothered about, which I I I hate. I hate the fact we don't have third person survival horrors anymore with set camera fixed camera angles. Yeah. Proper all about the actual feel in the atmosphere of the game. It's now yeah. it's like, hey, here's another first person game. You love amnesia. Yeah. Why don't you have 10,000 amnesias? Now, don't get wrong, there's yeah. some first person survival horror games which I genuinely love. Well, always we've spoken be, about this, haven't we? Like, there is a difference between like a genuine horror and jump scares. Yeah. And I find that I know what you're on about all these like Outlast amnesias, even Resident Evil. It's very jump scare. Like something happens and then bang, so, you know, someone's like full screen. Mm. So you're just jumping, you go, oh, fucking hell. And that's about it. I mean, Resident Evil kind of builds up the atmosphere because you can see the people that are stalking around and they're, they're kind yeah, of difficult to like, kill. You can't really kill them. And the, the other thing with, with, with Resident Evil 7 and the Resident Evil series as a whole, it still keeps to the survival horror aspect where the location is one of the main characters like spencer mansion in yeah. the first one unbelievable the baker family mansion uh, yeah. house in yeah. resident evil 7 that alone freaks me yeah. out i don't even have to think about what's going on inside the house it's it's to think everything oh, around god it it's yeah. yeah because it's a proper like hillbilly redneck that it's just it's all the, the sounds when you're walking through the floorboards creaking yeah. everything all messing up in your head it's, it's the, done so well I, I found as well like parts that really make me on edge was because um, I, I haven't completed it myself yet I'm like I think about midpoint of it in fact I might not even be that I've just killed the first yeah you're not guy idea, no, no. Um, and it's I think I'm going up against the mum now and she keeps firing like fucking wasps or some shit at me but I walked up these stairs and I had an option of going left to a door, right to a door. There's a little corridor uh, around the corner as well. And as I got up the stairs, I just heard like a squeak. And he's like, squeak. Oh, squeak, God, yeah. Squeak. And I was like, oh, what the fuck was that? So straight away, like the gun came out, no ammo for it. I was like, fuck. So a knife came back out. And I was like, right, anything up here is getting sliced. And I was like, right, okay. So then I like, I ducked down. I'm creeping upstairs and creeping upstairs. And they could hear the creak of the floorboards and things and the staircase and that. And I was like, oh, oh, here we go. Is, is that that tension thing? And all it was was the old woman yeah, uh, in a wheelchair. But again... That was it. Nothing else happened. There was so, no point in her. No. At all, she's, she's just like there just to freak rolled, you out. And, rolled out and that was it. And she's just there. And then when I got close, like, she kind of like tilts her head and looks at you. And I was like, it's kind of unnerving now. Yeah. But like, I, I was on the edge of my seat ready for that. So these these first person horrors do have moments that build tension, but nothing that really chills you, nothing that really terrifies you or anything like that. It's just waiting for that jump scare. That that's it. I mean, it, it it's all about the the, the tension with, with yeah. them, like you said, because like I, Alien Isolation, even though it's just a game of hide and seek yeah. against a massive. Alien they, they, being, they will murder you. Like, yeah. and it it does on many horrific, numerous occasions. Yeah, like it was a it, it's a fun enough game to play, but again, there's there's not like the the main characters you you see in the actual thing is the the ship. The alien is out and about dicking around. Yeah, 
But it's a, but it's, even get I know to fully... what you're going to say. It's things like the, the lights spinning, the yeah. spinning lights and things. And the little the... wooden bird thing going against the poles, knocking it down. Like, yeah. There's so many and little, like little like, you know, like footsteps of walking up along the metal grates and things. And then obviously when you hear the alien as well, you can hear that like pumping along the metal grates and things. Mm. Things like that, that is part of the experience. It's, it draws you in with the atmosphere. So, yeah. yeah, I agree with that. The actual like level and setting itself is essentially like a character in itself. Yeah, and Resident Evil does do that. Oh, yeah, so well. Like one of my, if if you ever talk to me about Resident Evil, my my favorite thing is just genuine. I adore the Spencer Mansion. Yeah, from Resident Evil One. It's it's just it's one of so the most well iconic things mm. in gaming history. It's ridiculously it's good. incredible. But like, who the fuck made that mansion? Right, so so you make this mansion. It's like, oh, brilliant! It's like, right, okay. Tell you what, in order to get into this room, I'm going to give you the shield key. You can only use it in three rooms of this yeah. house, but and then over here there's a helmet yeah. key. I'm like, but just to make things awkward for you, what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you this key, but I'm going to put one of the shield doors here, yeah, one of them on the other end of the mansion, and then one of them you're going to have to open a secret door upstairs. And then there's another one there. But once you've opened the doors, you can't lock them again. And then you've got to dispose of the key forever. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> like weird. Like, well, <laughs> okay. And how do they know? First go round. Like, I know this is putting plot holes into <laughs> video games. So, but how do they know after the door number three or mm. door number four of the shield key? Yeah. Or like the helmet key? Like, well, that's definitely the last use of that. Mm. not going to need that anymore. How? How do you know How this? do you know? And how are you wanting to so easily throw away something so tiny, yet you're happy to carry around, like, a thousand <laughs> fucking files or, like, a million plants? Yeah. You know, oh, I've got this big-ass shotgun at the moment. It's like, you know, taking up two slots out of the six I can have. Yeah. But it's got no ammo. I'll still keep it, though. But Best I'll, dispose but of tiny key. Yeah, this <laughs> tiny key, which I could use, but something inside me is going like, hmm, definitely not going to need that again. Yeah. You dispose of it. You walk off. And you're like, right, okay, tell you what. Do, 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 walk away. Three hours later, you come across the door. It's like, huh, let's get a picture of that on. Where did, did I, I just randomly yeah. throw that key? But this is the thing as well. Like, You don't like literally like put it on the floor and walk off and things you dispose of it yeah so that literally you melt it down it vanishes into the ether that goes to some sort of parallel dimension you never see that key again if you ever found a door with a little shield on it and you're like fuck i knew i should have just held up for four doors instead of three you ain't getting in that no and then also more plot holes you've got a shotgun just blast the fucking lock off. <laughs> yeah. You don't even need keys well, anymore. This is something that I want to go into in a separate pod. Because well, this video gaming logic is yeah. something that deserves an altogether like hour yeah. to itself. Because <laughs> there's so many random things. But like the architect of Spencer Mansion House is just utterly ridiculous. Like the the Jill Sandwich bit is one of the iconic moments yeah. in it. Like, where did that come from? Like how much room is in that? above that and again what's his logic yeah because like for him like so say like okay this is the reg mansion okay Mm -hmm. so this is your mansion and you've created it so you've basically got a door you open up and then it goes straight to another door there is nothing in this room no it's just one big room going to waste and then behind that door you've got a nice picture 
on the wall, like you know, it's a little table and things like that, it's bits and pieces. And then you've got a fully functional shotgun hanging up. Yeah. So, so nothing else of value. Nothing else of value, right? You've just got nothing the shotgun, else of value. right? Just about just the shotgun. Because you've made the mansion, you know that that shotgun, as soon as you lift that, is going to activate the trap in the other room. Mm-hmm. So what purpose is that? <laughs> what purpose is there to you to have that? You've made that mansion for you to live there. Why would you then be like, ah, you know what because I need in my mansion where I live? A booby trap that could kill me <laughs> if I forget. What happens is I invite around my nieces and nephews. Yeah. And they just start running around the mansion like, well, do whatever you do, do not do this. Don't. Do not go here. Do not go yeah. there. They're little bastards. Yeah. So they're going to go running off and you know just to enjoy like. themselves. Anything that can get them into trouble. And they're like, oh, what's up there? Oh, I wonder if that works. This motherfucking boomstick. Take, take it off the hook. And then they can't reach back up. So they're like, oh, Bollocks. we need to go tell Uncle Reg that, yeah. that his shotgun won't go. Well, his boomstick it won't go back up. It fell off the wall. It, I, like, I didn't, oh, I didn't pick we, it up. We've accidentally done something. Yeah. So let's go tell him quickly. Leave now about putting anything back on the yeah. hooks because we can't reach. I feel like I should and name then, him Gunther. And so then, little Gunther's done this. So little Gunther, what a dick. And, uh, so little Gunther opens up the door. Yeah. Goes, goes into uh, the big room. Fuck, that does lot now. I just heard it click behind me. Yep. So that starts to come down. Now, if I say to my child or my niece and nephew, don't touch that, and they yeah. touch it, and I'm like, oi, told you not to touch it. it maybe, maybe just like a little slap across the face, like, oh, that hurt a little bit, but I'm definitely going to do that yeah, again. I haven't learned anything. No. So basically you're, you're leading by example here. If you don't do what Uncle Reg says, there's a high chance <laughs> that my mansion die. is going to murder you. <laughs> yeah. I can't get done my for anything. My hands are clean. I, yeah. the, I told you not to touch yeah. the shotgun. So I'm going to stand on the other side of the door being like, what did you do? Also, how far down is it so I know <laughs> how long I've got to run to the other side of the house to go get the key? <laughs> and also, just to make you that little bit yeah. more nervous that you're going to die, little kid. I mean, Convenience-wise, I mean, luckily at Reg Mansion, some Stars members have just broke into your mansion. They've gone past... You. They've gone past the Yorkshire Terriers that are outside in the garden barking at them, going for a little fuss. Mm. No, they suddenly go, like, oh, I've got a fear of dogs. Best break and enter into the mansion. Yeah. If they haven't learned from Gunther's mistakes, that's their problem. Indeed. So there we go. So really now it makes sense why Red just made this insane mansion that could kill him at any point. <laughs> I mean, then also you're on the risk as well of mechanical faults. Mm. General mechanical faults happen. Well, it's yeah, like, because you know what I'm like? Day? I don't keep up with my, with no, my general DIY, DIY and, and handiwork. Like that. So you're in bed one night, and then all you hear is... What the fuck's... Oh, that fucking ceiling's coming down in the room again. Ugh. For fuck's sake, can you open the door, and there it is, straight down. So how am I going to get that back up now? The only way to get to fix that is probably on the other side where the shotgun is with that two-latched mechanism that's holding the, the, the shotgun, basically being held in place mm. with the shotgun. You've got no way of fixing that now, have you? I haven't. And the other annoying thing is, I've got to remember, because I've never tried it out before, mm. did I reinforce the floor? Because if oh, not... Anything it, beneath the you know, mansion. It's, that's going to keep going and going. And like, yeah. how, how much of that concrete did I put at the yeah. top for this slab to come down? And also, how did this get cleared? Like, you know, so basically they've got all these like builders and things, like contractors and things. Like, so what I want to do is, like, hang on, Reg, before you carry on, mate, this room. So, yeah. 
You want a, a massive painting up on the wall. Yeah. Okay, but you want the painting to be a door as well. Yeah. Okay. And you want one specific key for that door. Yeah. yeah. And that'll lead you outside. Yeah, yeah, that's 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 what I want. Yeah. Wouldn't it make sense for you to keep that key? No, no, no. What I want is I want it on the other side of the house that I have to go through loads of trivial things that I can only access about two hours later. Mm. Why? Well, it just, just seems right, doesn't it? And then you want the, the, the ceiling room as well. Yeah. No. No, we're not going to get the clearance for this. But I can just be like, whose house? Reg's house. That's right. And then that's it. And then that's it. And then basically just make it for you. And that's my scariest <laughs> moment in Resident Evil. <laughs> but yeah, so that, that was the mansion anyway. <laughs> At Reg's house. <laughs> but yeah, but anyways, as we're on Resident Evil, another obviously classic, another granddaddy of the, the, the yeah. survival horror series. Loads and loads of iconic moments. I, f- I found that after number three, it's got, after number three, they've got certain moments in the games that do stand out and can be enjoyable, but the more action orientated than yeah, four four to six are nowhere yeah. near as good as one to three. Four considered the best in the franchise. Bullshit. I can see why. Turn things up, like you know, basically like made things a bit more action orientated and things, but still kept horror aspect. There were some some good parts, but mm. the problem was like it was just nothing you couldn't solve without a gun. Yeah, and that's the issue. That's yeah. not what Resi is about. Like, is it, I mean, like, even like the intro to Resident Evil 2, you start off and, you, yeah, you've got a gun and your knife and things like that, and there's loads of zombies in the streets. It makes sense to avoid them, so you try and yes. run around them. You can kill them if you want, but you're going to waste a lot of ammo, risk getting hit. You, it's better to avoid them and get to the next area. So yeah. It's like an iconic scene straight away. Like, you know, there's fire everywhere, zombies walk towards you. And like that, that panic straight away is like, oh, shit. You, you got to think on your toes. Go, and you just got to do one. Mm. Whereas in four, it was like, just just kill it. Yeah, just just shoot it. That's fine. It's dead. You haven't got a gun anymore. Just, just knife it. Then it's all right. That's a beast as well. Slice the legs mm. and fucking suplex them. Yeah, yeah, things like that. And it was a great game. Don't get me wrong. I mean, the amount of times I've completed it is beyond count now. It's it's ridiculous, and it is a great game. And it does have its moments. But I found that a lot of the moments in the Resident Evil franchise came from 1, 2, and 3. Yeah, well, Code Veronica oh, as well. Fuck, yeah, actually, Code Veronica. Code Veronica was, that's is, my favourite in the, in the franchise. an absolutely mm. legendary game. Yeah. And it was the moment when... Yeah, so you've got your normal zombies that are mooching around and whatnot, mm. but you go to a graveyard outside part of it, and, and start, you go walk past, and the arms start coming yeah. out, and I was like, oh, yeah. oh that's different. I, I hadn't really... I, it may have happened in the earlier ones, but I don't remember it happening no, ever. It never. And it, it was just like... Walking, walking through the graveyard and like seeing them, like you know, the arms come out and then like start pulling themselves out from the grave, and it's like a little nod to like old school zombies, isn't it? Yeah, it's like because you know, that's like basically how it all started. Them like a hand coming out the grave and eh, kind of nonsense. But I like your zombie days. Thank you. Um, but that that was like a nice little touch, a nice little moment. Because again, you can kill them if you want, but power in numbers, and yeah. it makes more sense to try and avoid as much as you can. And, and just get away from them. And, I mean, Co-Veronica was just such a good game. Yeah, it was. So, so good. And on the Dreamcast as well. Hells, so, yeah. 
brilliant. I remember because uh, it came out on the PS2 as well, didn't it? Co-Veronica X. Yeah, and straight away with the X, I was like, no. Like if it was super at the beginning, <laughs> altogether different story. Yeah, altogether it's, different. It's an story. infinitely better game, but with an mm. X on the end, I was like, uh, I don't know. Same game. Yeah, still brilliant. Yeah, but <laughs> I don't it know. Just, it just yeah. kind of annoyed me. But playing it on the Dreamcast because I remember them. It was the first game that actually made me go. I want to have a Dreamcast just for that game. And uh, you loaned me the Dreamcast, and I was I got the uh, Code Veronica from you. And uh, I started like playing through it, and I had Skies of Arcadia as well, which I borrowed off. Yeah, it's also brilliant. Um, but I was playing through it, and I just remember just absolutely battering it, and really getting sucked into the game. And the part with the graveyard, as you say, is like really cool. Then uh, the young lad that helps you later on when he's mm. been infected, yeah. and he transforms as that like big mutant, and he's chasing you down the corridor. Mm. Yeah, a bit of a touching moment, but again. It's like Steve. Oh, I think that Steve. was his name, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. Um, you just got Steve perchance. Steve perchance. <laughs> but yeah, so you just had to like evade him. You couldn't really kill him. You just had to get away. And I remember like just really like my heart was pounding at that moment. I was like, oh mm. my god, because you could just get one hit and die at that point. You've really got to like yeah. go for it. And I was like, but well, I want to fight it, but I can't. And you want to kill him, but on the same hand, it's one of the characters that has been a big part of the story and it's like it's really tense and like emotional at the same time really like struck a struck a chord with me and it, it, it was just so well put together as a game and then obviously going back through the the earlier ones as well like resident evil one how many moments like iconic so moments. so many iconic moments everybody knows of the dog jumping through the window yep everybody knows of it it's like it's it's become a classic now. The first time anyone played it, the dog burst through the window. Everyone shits it. Yes, everybody. Anyone who says it didn't is a liar. Yep. And I love the little nod they give to it in the remake where it's a bat flies through the window instead. Yeah. <laughs> Cheeky little touch, but I was like, I quite like that. But in the same corridor, the part that really stood out for me was the first time you see a spider. Now the spiders mm. in Resident Evil are, are massive, hairy things, and oh, obviously gosh. having uh, a fear of spiders myself. You just walk out the corridor, and then on the other end of the corridor, you just see above the door you're going to go in this big fuck off spider on the ceiling. And I just remember going around and just stopping and being like, "Uh oh, mm. I haven't seen any spiders yet." No, that's pretty big. That's a mm. pretty big spider, and yes. I don't like that. And then you get a little bit closer so you can like point your gun at it because you couldn't like obviously first person it. You mm. had to like go forward and then like you'd either point directly up or directly down or straight ahead. That was pretty much it. Yeah. And I was like, okay, get closer. And then it just drops and you hear that uh, yeah. of the thud. And then it's like it's like front legs go up and it starts running towards you. Absolutely shit it. I yep. did not like it. No. I was flailing around like frantically trying to shoot at it and it killed me just outright waffled me there was nothing mm-hmm. i could do with it but that part more than the dog stuck out for me oh yeah no 100 the dog part like kind of gave the idea of what's going on but that part really shit me up yeah like, really that, and the first time you ever see a hunter yes because i was like what the hell is that and mm. it just le- leaps at you and just knocks your head off and i'm like yeah because they what? on it here as well <laughs> i'm like the hell's that but it's mm. the tenseness of like when you know they're introduced 
Yeah. Same as mine. It's like, you're going to open up the door and be like, right, okay, and you check everything you've got before mm-hmm. you go into the next room. So you scope everything out, like, right, I've got enough just in case there's anything, and then there's nothing because it's around the corner. You can yeah. hear something, you don't know what it is, and you're like, oh, God, you walk around, like, oh, thank God, it's just a zombie. But then <laughs> you can turn the corner and you're literally, like, face-to-face with the, the massive spiders or the hunter or... The hunters <sighs> have got claws, so, like, when you first hear them, you hear that, boom, yeah. boom, and you're like, what oh, is God. that? And then... In the at the end of a corridor, you just see them, and because you've got like the big sharp claws on the feet as well, it's the feet hitting and then the claws hitting the the, the wood as well. Yeah. So it's like, what is that? And then you see it, and you're like, oh my god, no! And as as it's running towards you, yeah, it's just you can't outrun them. No, they got to. If they want to hunt you down, you are just fucked. You have to try and kill them or just get into another room. But I can't remember which Resident Evil done it first, like. You always get a smug feeling of when you outrun like a group of zombies or something. Yeah. And you get into another room and you're like, fuck it, I'll I'll resolve that later. I'll pick up some ammo and yeah. I'll come back to that. And you go around the corner, or like, you know, you go to like examine stuff and then all you hear is, Oh, God. Yeah. And the zombies have come in after you. I, th- I may have been number two that done it first, but I just having that and just being like, oh, fuck no you've just got to deal with the situation in front of you then you're just yeah. stuck with it you're in a smaller area and now the zombies in there you've got to deal with them and it's little touches like that that really i love that and i also love because everyone used to get annoyed in the end with the doors and the stairs in Resident Evil one because i loved it but yeah that one moment when you're like uh, and you're just waiting for the the door to open, like door opens swings open you walk through into nothingness every mm. single time apart from that one time it only zomb- happened yeah. once, but you open up a door, there's just a zombie stood there straight yeah. away. Like, oh, so you know when you go in that room, there's a zombie in that room. Yeah. You're like, what's going on? This is a low screen. No. <laughs> and it's just terrifying. It literally was it's terrifying. Mad. Well, the, the stair thing, like, I I understand now, obviously, why it's annoying because it was essentially just a loading screen, wasn't it? It was just loading mm. up the next room, filling in the blanks and whatnot. But the first time you go up the stairs, uh, really stood out for me because like exploring like around the bits of the mansion you see like blood on the floor and mm. obviously King Barry Burton's like checking out the blood and whatnot. You Look see your first zombie this. and you go back out into the, the main hallway and you walk up the stairs and it's just like this slow footstep that bang, bang, bang going up and it was like just little touches like that. It's amazing. Played with the atmosphere. And it was just like quiet apart from the thuds and then you'd go up the stairs and you'd have a new, a new area to explore and things. Even as you say, opening the doors, the, the creak of the door and then it closing shut yeah. behind it sounded like old doors. Like it built up with the atmosphere. Mm. Like it was just little silly things that like really, really like draw you in. Yeah. And I loved that. But in number two, one part I remember, which was like, I was happy to hear, like, obviously the doors and everything were, like, sounding the same and everything. And you go into the police station and you're walking around, like, checking out a few bits and pieces. And you go around the corner to a door and there's a window at the back and then you see something scuttle along uh, past the window. Yeah. But again, I'm, I'm a sucker for it in, in horrors, just the silence. Yeah. And you just see, like, that, and it just like off it goes and like what was that <laughs> no explanation no build up to it it's just there it is and off it goes and you're like well what what was that first time playing it you don't know so yeah like, oh 
okay, I've, well, it's going in the direction I'm going in. It'll probably come along at some point. And you go through the door and you see like all the um, windows and everything all been like barricade and things like that. Doors have been like, you know, had tables and whatnot propped against them. You go through and then you just hear little drips of blood yeah. on the floor. And then you get close enough, and then it goes to the cutscene with the liquor. Yeah, and, you just look and it's up. like grotesque. It looks like it's like brains out on it's exposing a fib. Just that first time I saw that, I was like, "Oh my god!" Yeah, that is horrendous. That is hideous. Yes, and I, I don't know. It's just something about it, and the fact that that wasn't like a boss or anything super special. That's just like the second basic enemy after a zombie mm-hmm. that's like the next thing you see and it's like what the hell and you see loads of them after that and the fact they can leap about and like grab you with the tongue and things like that. little touches like that little details that made it a really big deal out of something basic yeah because obviously the bosses in resident evil are like you know mutated freaks and or hideous and grotesque and whatnot but the fact that they can like build so much tension with a basic enemy mm. is a nice touch for a game, and there's not many games that can pull that off very well. It, it no. just ends up like oh, you just go on killing, doing whatever. See, the only the only series of games really that I can think of that do that they're not survival horrors, but they are horrendous. Um, is the Dark Souls and Bloodborne games? Yeah. Any enemy, no matter what, I shit myself, and I have to like <laughs> forward think about how I'm actually going to plan this attack and move forward. Because like, most people are like, yeah, just run and cheese it and, and do it. Like, I'm awful at these games. Like, yeah. I play with you. We've talked about these before yeah. anyway. The thing is, you, you love the games. You you love what they're about. You love like working out the law and things like that. But they are your, your weakness in gaming. Oh, God, you, you're, yeah. You're not good at them. Mine's platforming. Yours is the Dark Souls. Or the, well, just yeah. the Soul series. It's just, just the die genre thing. Yeah. It's called. <laughs> um, like, like I said, like, uh, they are genuinely one of my favourites. So I adore them. Yeah. But I'm awful at them unless yeah. I play with you and I can hide behind you and just <laughs> like finish off what you start. So I'm like, yeah, one stab. Like, I who killed champ. you? I'm amazing. <laughs> and like, I've platinum bloodborne. Yeah. I'm like, check me out. I'm amazing. <laughs> I've platinum bloodborne. If you guys did it, no. I'm like, it's, it's but. The, the bad guys, they generally look horrendous. Yeah. They are horrible. They are nerve-wracking. There's a lot of detail to each one and everything. Because you've got to work out tactics to do stuff. Mm. Like Some of my scariest moments in gaming, or frightening moments in gaming, should I say, is coming across the bosses mm. in the in the Soul series. Or the, yeah, let's call it Souls Born series. Yeah. And having to literally know you've got one tiny bit of health left. You've not got, like, Father Gascoigne. When he transforms yeah. in Bloodborne, you got to do it's the music box and stuff. It? It's terrifying. You're yeah. proper edgy seat, heart pumping, yeah. ass twitching, just like, what the hell do you do? Yeah. It's horrible. That is more terrifying than most of the, these days survival horrors like, yeah. for the, this, these generations. I think that's more tension than, than fear, though. I don't know. He is horrendous. He is horrendous. And it's just his voice and the story, knowing what, yeah. what goes on it's heartbreaking hmm. but it's just like it's incredible but it is genuinely terrifying yeah. for me well, like. all all the games are very like even in the the brighter areas and things that are like you know if you have like the beautiful landscapes and obviously praising the sun is like the main phrase for it yeah, let's it be honest it's it's all dark it's all very eerie and creepy and you, you understand parts of it but because a lot of it is open to interpretation 
you can kind of make your own version of events up and it's it's a weird thing to try and explain mm-hmm. there's obviously like a basic law that goes with it but a lot of the things if you don't read up on that or you don't research it or anything your mind fills in the blanks yeah and sometimes that can be even better yeah yeah and it's it's, it's really weird like how how the souls games all of them have managed to do that even with the basic bits of information that you get you fill in a lot of it yourself. Mm. And I think that can make a lot of the enemies creepier or a lot yeah. more atmospheric. It's just the first time you come across the big massive fucking wolves in um, like werewolf things in Bloodborne. Yeah. I'm like, and they're just oh my a, God, again, that's a basic just a bad enemy. guy. Yeah. But they terrify me because I know, again, I am awful. Yeah. And it <laughs> took me up until I got the, the big massive weapons to be like, Here's how you do this. Yeah. And you entice them into the little doorway just to get that little glitch and just keep going and going. And that's the easiest <laughs> way to, to do it. Cheap shot it. But I couldn't face them face. Like, I get so nervous around yeah. the bad guys in those games knowing how hard it is. Well, this it's is it. Just, like, it's, it's a terrifying experience. Playing it doesn't the, have to the be Souls scary, ones, it really is. You've got to be more cautious, haven't you? Yes. Like, with your attack. And playing Bloodborne, because I'd played a bit of it before you, um, watching you be cautious and things like it's if i jumped in your world to help you you were there like you were going forward and then you'd like bounce left or you'd bounce right and then like right next to that you, the complete opposite you'd see me bouncing left right left right but going forward all the time and just getting in there yeah it's like no right get in there and fuck them up like, yeah i'm just waiting for that opening at that point they're dead yeah. i absolutely like waffled them and it's like oh right and then as the game progressed you got more like that but then it got to the bosses and you were very cautious still. It's like, right, wait for that opening, wait for that opening. Yeah. And now there's one hit back <laughs> off. And yeah. by that, I've done like 10 hits and it's like, just, just it's go. Because in the other ones, you're, so you're, you're, you were like, right, get get your one hit in, yeah. back away. So I'm used to being like, right, okay, yeah. here's we play this. One hit, moments. run away, pick your moment, go yeah. for it, do, go for it. So I was, it was just a genuine like, and it's nerves. Yeah. 90% of it is just the fact that, like, See, I've know- got a fuck ton of, of souls here, and, like, I want to progress through it. I don't want to die. I don't want to be a dick. And, like, now I'm just used to it. Like, you came around last week to do the fucking rap for me, because I'm like, Dave, yeah, like, kill this in Souls 2. I genuinely can't do it. And then you're like, well, because you've not got this equipped, you've not done this, like, what have you been doing with your character? I'm like, well, you're not here to see my screen. I'm just like, I'm just happy to be surviving right now. I'm like, that to me is a survival horror. That, that is what That's your the Soul series horror, is are it? is my latest incarnation <laughs> of a survival horror for me because I just about survive <laughs> if I do and it's just to go through and the, the lore the atmosphere everything about it how the fuck is it not classed as survival horror because it genuinely is terrifying kinda, every single one of them the characters voices are all like yeah. oh my god when we go to the moon and like <laughs> proper like creepy and weird and fucked up it's just terrifying fucking experience mm. they are my favourite survival horrors this generation <laughs> just a soul series fucking, yeah because even so on um, on Bloodborne when you start getting your insight yeah and you move further and then you get the whole Lovecrafty and fucking weird black things with the yeah. massive head things they're creepy as dicks <laughs> they're really creepy and like they do nothing but they just hover above a door the door you've got to go through yeah <laughs> and you're like are they going to drop down and murder me Probably. Yeah. Do I have to go through? Yes. yes. Can I aim at them? No. What is going on? And it's that whole genuine like fear moment of walking through that door going, oh my God, 
for them not to drop you like oh I'm safe and then some guy to fucking maul you to death and you're like what <laughs> it's it, they are fucking horrendous games yeah. to play love them mm. horrendous they're, they're my new thing that I with um, like Silent Hills and Project Zeroes yeah. I play with you yeah have you not noticed I never play them games by myself <laughs> I play with you they genuinely terrify me. <laughs> like, I need to play them with you. You're my safety blanket when it comes to survival horror and scary games. The only one I've ever managed to do, really, by myself, and I, I had to stop it just because it was a genuine shit game. Um, I had the Wii. Yes. You probably know where I'm going to go with this. Um, oh, yes, I think I do, actually. So I was like, right, okay, that, I, need a new, I need a new horror game. I, I'm genuinely excited to play a new horror game. What is this that's coming out? You on The Grudge? Yes. Yeah? All about that, because we love us The Grudge 1 and 2. Yeah. 3 never existed. That that can just just burn it out. That came up on my memories the other day, you know, on your timeline thing, your history, whatever it was. It was like, about four four or five years ago, it was like, Reg, we need to talk about how shit The Grudge 3 is. And I was like... (laughs) Yeah, he's yes, watching it then. <laughs> I was like, oh, it's just... But I was so excited for this game. Mm. Like, genuinely excited and terrified to play yeah, this game. Yeah, because obviously with the Wii, me, uh, the me, sorry, the, the Wii with the motion controls, I remember a lot of what the game was going to be didn't happen. No. Um, and what made it worse, a lot of what we thought the game was going to be yeah. didn't happen. Like a game... Yes. Or scary. Or anything. Or but anything. I, ju- I just remember, like, the ideas for the game that, that we had in our heads was like, you know, we could do this, that, and the other, and it was going to be incredible. We were so hyped when you found out it was coming out. Yeah. And then eventually it came out, and you got it, and you played it. I never actually played it with you, because you Did were just you like... never? You never actually experienced no, it? because you were just like... I've still got it upstairs. This is shit. <laughs> And it was never spoken of again. Now, the thing is, I watched, because um, obviously I have to talk to, to you about it, I was like, it really can't be that bad. Like, with the, with the source material they've got, mm. surely they can't fuck that up. I mean, I know countless companies have done it with many other franchises before. You can do it. But my disbelief was like, no, they can't fuck this up. And I was waiting for, like, just one part to, to stand out to draw me in. That one moment, like, a, a memorable moment in this playthrough. And it was one lad that was playing it. don't think he's a, a big YouTuber by any means. I can't remember who it was. But you could tell he was like, oh, I'm playing a horror game. I best, like, put forward some shot, like, you know, expressions. Oh, and then he's, like, playing. He's like, okay, I'm going ah! Oh, no, hang on. I've just opened the door. Oh, man, this is tense. And he's like, no, it isn't. And he was just like some dick on, on, on YouTube. But he's like going through. And even when the, like you see the kid and things like that, it wasn't scary. No. And you see the, the, the mother, not scary. No. Nothing, nothing was scary. It was just like dark and brown. Yeah, that, it was, that just, was, that it was, was literally horrendous. it. it, was, and like, so it was the like, first level, I think, was a warehouse. Like yeah. in a warehouse for no fucking reason. Well, I skipped through and I was like, okay, let's see like what else there is. And there was part like he's walking, what looked like a, a load of flats. Yeah. And I was like, okay, so he's outside. And then you're walking through these, like you know, like a little mini park. And I was like, okay, it's a bit darker and things like that. And I was like, right, what now? And then I'm sure it was just like a head floated by or something. I was yeah, like, it was. Yeah. I was like, why? Why is there a head? 
That doesn't make sense. It's not about like random spirits and things like that. No. The grudge is all about this family. Yeah. That's it. They don't need to go over the top and make loads of stupid things for it. And then the more I watched, I was like, this just is terrible. It genuinely and is. And the controls didn't work that well either. Oh, looking God, at him. No. He was like, you could see him like trying to flail around and do stuff. And he just couldn't do anything of it. I, it was it was awful. Couldn't it watch genuinely it. It was, was an awful game. Terrible. What wasn't, though, what? was Shattered Memories on the Wii. Yeah. So see, this... a lot of people are like hit and miss with this one. Mm, I fucking we loved, it. loved this game. Yeah. It's not at all like a Silent Hill. It hasn't got a scary, like, ah, like, proper thing no. about moment. The only thing that gets me with that Silent Hill was the rendition of um, Always On My Mind. Yeah. Um, by, that, oh, uh, what's her Elizabeth, name? Yes. Um, That'll do. What's um, By Elizabeth. Something or another. Something or another. God, oh, that's going to annoy me because I absolutely love her anyway. Yeah, she's she's, she's, she's always she's in the Silent yeah, Hill. She, she does all the songs she does them. for, for well, Silent the Hill. Fact, I mean, she sings that song. No, you're always on my mind, isn't yeah. it? That that, that one. Yeah. But it's like fucking hell. Like that proper eerie piano. Maybe I. Yeah, it was like didn't treat it's, you. It's nothing. But it's, it's scary. But it, again, it it's plays those the two, like Akira, what's her name that does the music yeah. and her together are fucking unbelievably yeah. amazingly talented. The, the, like they play off each other work, so well because well, so she's got well. a very like haunting voice mm-hmm. as well for the songs as well then yeah. obviously with his music that he's put into it which is designed to be like eerie and different it's, it's, yeah. it doesn't sound like just generic like pop music or anything like that it's just it, it's put together so well that the actual like combination of the two together they, they work brilliant and it creates brilliant standout moments and, and an atmosphere that is just like it really draws you in but the game itself wasn't it wasn't scary but it was another tense one because you couldn't attack yeah. anything you just had to run you had from to things. outrun stuff and it wasn't like a sense of like in uh like outlast of things where it's the first person things you're running like towards or oh, yeah. it was literally third person perspective you'd run and you'd have to look over your shoulder to see yeah, things you had to you. run away you, you literally run had to sprint no. run 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 yeah. run run once you were like cleared of that area that was it so that part wasn't scary and it wasn't great for that sense no because nothing really happened it was in the psychiatrist office where the game kicked off proper and it was the story things because we discovered that um playing it your actions dictate what will happen in in parts of the story so like you'll be in a psychiatrist office and it'll say like uh what like you know, like you know, type of thing scare you as an example. Yeah. So you're you're being psy- uh, psychoanalyzed yeah. as you as and as you're being analyzed, it affects the playthrough. So like what you yeah. were just saying then is like what what type of thing scare you the most? Would it be like fear of being alone? Yeah. Like so isolation. Would yeah. it be like um, like spiders yeah, or things like, like that. So, that sort It'll of give you a series of things to choose from, and you'd have to put them in like you know most scary to least scary, and then those. Like things that you've selected would eventually, in some way or another, appear in the game. Yeah, and it was just like little touches that me and you found that like um, one of them was you had to colour in a picture. Yeah. Uh, so basically, like you know, basically we'd done this house and then we coloured in like you know the the mum and dad's clothes and things are. And then when it went to the story, the actual game one, you're explaining the events to the psychiatrist. Yeah. The house was there, 
in the colour that you've coloured in, just obviously yeah. a really darker, grubbier version, <laughs> and the people that are talking to you are wearing the coloured clothes that you've coloured. Yeah. And it was little touches like that that were like, oh, this is kind of weird. And then the events would lead up more and more, and the story would unravel, and the psychiatrist would get like really aggressive at mm. certain points and really drew you in. To, to to the to the point where it's like, well, who's the villain? Like, what's the twist? There's got to be something coming up yeah. for the big reveal at the end. And obviously, we won't tell you because it'll spoil it if you haven't played it. But I do recommend you you give it a go if you one, love one hundred percent. If you love Silent great. Hill, you love the story and how everything connects and and like you know, it's, it's all like part of a a bigger picture. Mm-hmm. You will enjoy it if you can get past like the the lack of combat, so to speak. It's a great game for its story. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but as we're on Silent Hill... Well, it'd be rude not to. We may as well mention, like, you know, key parts in that that have stood out over time. Um, Silent Hill 1. The in intro. General. Just, uh, I mean, yeah, just, uh, yeah, <laughs> just, just, just say just Silent Hill 1. Literally and, and, Silent Hill and 1. On. Microphone yeah. drop. Yeah. <laughs> but no, it's basically like, the, again, it's another iconic scene where the first time you hear the siren... Oh god, yeah. And the music stops, and then uh, you're just hearing this siren. And it still haunts me to this fucking day, though. It's horrible. It's, if you hear those sirens, like from like the the, the uh, like shell and things yeah, like that, the power plants. Yeah, whenever you, you hear, hear it, all be like, that, clock off time. Yeah. And you hear that noise. You're like, oh, <sighs> you know? it's horrible. But <sighs> the first in the first sound hill, the the sky goes dark and it goes dark really quick, mm. and then you you flick your lighter and it like illuminates the room a bit and. Just little touches like that that just make it go from like, okay, it's a bit comfortable, it's a bit foggy, I can handle that, to, oh no, what's happening? And you just hear like a squeak of a wheelchair and then it's all fenced off and then things get like even creepier and a bit gorier to a big reveal of enemies. Yeah. And it just like, it just throws it all at you. It doesn't give you a chance for you to process everything that's going on. It just bombards you with how things like, you know, can quickly hit the fan in in, in the space of a minute. You've gone from uh, basically above ground to you're underground. It's dark. There's fences, there's corpses, there's monsters. It's pitch black. It's raining. There's like grates on the floor instead of concrete everything changes in that quick heartbeat that that instant yeah and it's a big uh, preparation of things to come yeah and you have to adapt quickly to it you can go around exploring parts like you know when you're in the equivalent of like you know air quotes good silent hill yeah there's still monsters and things are but the second you hear that siren everything gets fucked up you're in an evil version yeah. of the place like even like Horrible. going to the school you go to the school and you're solving like all these puzzles, like going through doors and whatnot, opening up the area, and then eventually it changes and becomes the evil version of the school. Everywhere you've been is now different. Mm-hmm. There's like corpses hanging from the walls. There's like big parts where you'd be normally walk through that you can now just uh, just like open grates. You can't pass through them. You have to navigate through different rooms that you weren't able to go in originally it changes, it, it flicks itself around instantly and it's little moments like that, just those parts where it changes are an iconic part that that really stands out and makes the game what it is. Yes. Yeah. It's well a, and truly. It, it, it's it's the, the sound as well, the sound of Silent Hill, like mm. the radio, everything about it. Yeah. It's just, the use of the sound so well and they're just, again, the locations are just fucking superb. Horrendous. Yeah. Superb. Yeah. And it's like, 
like you said, it's got so many iconic moments. I don't even know where to begin with it. I mean, that deserves its own entire I mean, yeah, the, you could. Uh, me, me and you are huge fans of Silent Hill. Uh, we've, we've never tried to hide that. It's, no. it's, it's a big part of our gaming life, a big part mm-hmm. of our youth spent together and whatnot. No, it's, so, it's a massive part of my phobias yeah. as well. Like, well, I've got a genuine yeah. fear of nurses. Like, I'm not even trying to hide no. the fact that, like, literally, when I see a nurse, I panic. Hmm. Like, it genuinely scares the shit out of me, and Silent Hill put all that on. And I don't know how I can get past that. <laughs> well, <laughs> see, this is it. Like, Silent Hill, the first one, had doctors and nurses. And the nurses were the creepier of the two. Mm. Uh, but the the uh, doctors were men in, like, you know, the big white coats. And yeah. like that. The nurses had, like, you know, the... the I, I hate it to is use like that a kind of phrase. Uniform, it's, isn't yeah, it? that sexy kind of the outfit mm. kind of thing. But the fact that their own goal was to murder you. Yeah, and the then thing like the way they doctors, like doctors doctors had the guns. That's the way I remember it. So yeah. they'll kill you from a distance. That I can handle. That's fine. Yeah, but the nurses only had scalpels, scalpels and pipes, and, and pipes come over, and, and they would literally have that weird horror. Like doctors walk normally, the yeah. nurses had that really fucking weird yeah, walk, almost, and it, yeah, oh my god, it's horrendous. It's like the Sand Hill film. Wow, they got the nurses they, spot on they with off, that, didn't they? Spot it was on with so that. So good, the way they just, just like so terrifying st- when the light goes on. Because like at the time we didn't know, because obviously like the the radio you can turn on and off. Yeah, we took the radio for granted. We did the the radio obviously um, when it, you get the static, it lets you know that there's enemies nearby, and that's so that just stayed enough. on all the time. There was no reason to turn that off. But we discovered that it may have even been on like our second playthrough or something that if you turn the lights off, the nurses don't know you're there. They're drawn towards the light. Yeah. So obviously the first playthrough, we'd walk into a room, the light would be on, and then they'd and all they just like <laughs> Yeah, run directly towards us. So we had to defend ourselves. We had yeah. to pipe them. We didn't yeah. have a choice. Steel pipe to the head on everything. And we take oh, an absolute yeah. kick in, but we got rid of them. Mm. And then the worst part for me but is like when you got them down, you could hit them a couple of times and you get that like squelchy noise when you hit oh, them. Oh, God, yeah. And then they'd make like the groan and be like, ah, ah, as you're hitting them. And then you could do like one final stamp. Yeah, just to make sure they To, to make sure that they are actually dead. And it was that stamp that was like, you know, like the full stop, like now they're dead, you can move on. But then you get that like, squelch noise as you stamp on them. And it was just like, oh, no. That was horrible. Yeah. Oh, well. They, they had that. Coming. At least there's not going to be any more. Wait, there's fucking loads. And yeah, it's just... You're in a hospital. Everywhere. And it was just so tense. It was... Again, it was another basic enemy. It's equivalent of just a person, but... Yep. There's so many of them, and it was so, like... You really had to defend yourself. You didn't want to confront them, but to properly explore, you had to... Yeah. And it forced you into a situation that you, you weren't comfortable with. You just had no. to deal with. And yeah. that is a good horror. Yeah. Rather than just being able to like see it and then go, oh, I'll hide in a cupboard. Oh, there's a bit of attention, but I know he's not mm. going to open the cupboard. Whereas these, it was like, right, I've gone into a room. I need to see what's on the other side. I know there's an item there blocking me a three nurses and a doctor with a fucking shotgun. I've got to, I've got to go through this. And you were forced to to go through with it, and it was just harsh being in that in that situation. But it it probably made the game what it was, and it was just brilliant. And then going into Silent Hill Two, similar deal with the nurses and everything. I think they were actually better in Number Two. Yeah, 
I think they were a lot better in number two. Um, a lot more... Fucked up. Yeah, distorted. Yeah. I think is the best way it's to describe they, them. It's because they played on... The thing with Silent Hill 2 is they played so much on James's fucking yeah. manifestations it, and his yeah. fantasies his and everything sexual, about him. Uh, like so, appetites, so they were like proper sexy... Yeah. There was nurses. a reason for them yeah. to be what they but were. But they well and truly, the walk and everything on yeah. them and the scuttle and the head movement, the mm. shudder and stuff, fucking hell. But it's just horrible to think about. Now, Silent Hill 2, though, had Pyramid Head, who yeah. now, for better or worse, has become the, the, the staple for the Silent Hill franchise. For He's the icon. Yeah. Some people see it as a good thing, personally... I would rather he just stayed in Silent Hill 2 and that yeah, was it. Yeah, that's it. You don't need him to Doesn't go in everything. To be, yeah, that's it now. And his character is brilliant. Yes. Uh, the character is, is fantastic. He never talks, he never does anything, but he's a constant looming threat. Yeah. And I remember when you go to the apartment blocks, and it goes to, again, it goes to like a really dark version of the, of the apartment blocks, and there's a, a down one of the long corridors, there's a fenced-off area. And you just can't get through it, but there's doors where you, you go through, uh, work your way through the apartment blocks. There's a hole in the wall. You go through to the other apartment. You come out the other side of the fence. Mm. You're going around, you're finding keys and bits and pieces to, to navigate, and you get to that fence. And as you get, it starts off at the foot of the corridor. You hear like the alarm on your radio. It's very staticky. Mm. And it's like, okay, you can hear a little bit. Okay. And then you walk towards the corridor and it gets a little bit louder. Like, right. So there's an enemy at the end of the corridor and you're walking up slowly, slowly. And it's getting louder and louder and louder and louder. So it ends up like it's, it's, it's wailing at this point. It's going absolutely ape shit. But there's no enemy there until you get close to this fence and then you see Pyramid Head just standing on the other side of the mm. fence. He's not doing anything. He's literally just staring at you. But you know yeah. the next place you've got to go is through those apartments Mm-hmm. to get to the other side of the fence and you're like oh no yeah this is your first time confronting him you know you've got to go there like what's going to happen and it's that build up that tension like right okay I'll go in this room I'll make sure I've taken all my health I'll make sure my guns are reloaded I'll make sure I've got like my best weapon equipped I'll make sure I'm, I'm hyped and I'm ready for this fight and then you go through and he's not there he's mm-hmm. gone and it's like so where is he? So then you're constantly on edge, and uh, is, he, is he around this corner? Is he in this room? And you're constantly pushing up and pushing up and pushing up, waiting for that thing, and it's it's got you on the edge, but it doesn't happen. Mm. And then when you're relaxed, bang, he walks in behind you, and yeah. you've got to fight him. And it's, it's that little build-up that just... Because your imagination is doing all of the work. It's a standout moment for me because it's the first proper looming threat apart from the basic enemies yeah. that you have littered around the place. And all of those, we've said time and time again, one of our favourite weapons is steel pipe. Yeah, it is. We can handle pretty much anything in the game with the steel pipe. But the first time you see Pyramid Head with that huge butcher's knife, he's dragging it behind him. It's so heavy. And he swings it once and it kills you. Mm. It's, it's a one hit. You're just dead. So you've got to fight him at range in such a closed in area it's proper cramped you've yeah. got just enough room to run to a corner shoot him run to a corner shoot him yeah the fight itself isn't difficult if you're just paying attention but it's just the the, the closed in the the anxiety of what what's going to happen and obviously with the build-up of everything that's happened of him stalking you 
Mm. It's the unknown, the unseen, the sounds in the distance and things like that really stood out for me. Proper iconic moment and it, it really drew me in. Mm. And there's loads through all of the Silent Hill franchises. That that's it. I mean, there's there's far too many. I mean, I've just I've clocked the time now and we we've well and truly gone over. Yeah. Um but there's our three standout moments. Yeah. <laughs> and and Reg's Mansion. Um, Reg's Mansion. <laughs> but no, so yeah, so obviously we know we've missed out on a lot. There's a lot of games out there loads. that we did want to talk about. Mm. We just ran out of time. But yeah. it's not gonna be the last time we get to do this. No. I mean, I don't know if you guys know, like, I have a birthday every year about the same time. It is about the same yeah. time. And um, we also have Halloween about the same time, so we probably will have. Mm. And every now and again, we're just like going to we're going to do a pod just based around our favorite series. Yeah. And we will cover lots of more horror Everything. games coming through. So, yeah. you know, we've got that excited excited to talk about. Yeah. Also, I just want to throw out one last game as we end this. Go on. So, We'll say our goodbyes. Bye. So, thank you very much for listening. <laughs> Happy birthday, Thanks. Mr. Dave. Thanks. It's been a pleasure. Side quest complete. Alone in the dark. No! <laughs> <laughs>